Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey, welcome back to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. It's a privilege to introduce somebody who I consider my original mentor with copywriting. Uh, he's a guy from uh, Queensland, Australia. His name, uh, his name is uh, Trevor Crook, but we call him the Toe Cracker. So um, uh, I'd like to welcome you onto the call, Trev. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate that very much. Brian, thanks for having me back on. It's uh, been a while, I think, since we did the first one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, because uh, when I did the original interview, it's for a book I did ages ago, and the, the podcast was... Uh, I might not even know if they had podcasts back then, mate. But uh, uh, but uh, when I when I created a, a podcast called Geniuses of Copywriting, you know, you know, you are I'm a no brainer to get to get back on and do a proper episode. So I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. So, uh, what would you like to me to run through? Well, it's really interesting that uh, about the uh, the event that's coming up in Poland, and and while there's not a sales pitch for that, you know, it's you, I know you've got some really interesting stories about Drayton. Uh, Drayton Bird is the uh, the man whose honour the event is in. It's his eighty uh, third birthday. Is that right? Yeah, it is, and uh, definitely eighty third. I could tell you some stories, but uh, you know, some of them probably aren't for the podcast. They're more for the VIP private stuff. But yeah, we've <laughs> yeah. a few stories. Yeah, um, we'll keep we'll keep a few of those for behind closed doors. But uh, um, I, I know a lot of people uh, um, know who you are, but. Um, but Drayton Bird, uh, if you could give a bit of background on, on who he is, because uh, before um, you started doing events with him back in the day, and I'd never heard of him back then either, but uh, he's one of the uh, um, uh, world-class copywriters that people should follow as well. So um, I'm really interested to hear a few of those stories. Well, yeah, look, I mean, like, like a lot of us, you know, I mean, when I first got into copy in uh, in 2001 and I was studying, you know, all the, the products I'd bought under the resale rights of Dan Kennedy's, I really sort of focused more on him and, and Gary Halbert. And no doubt I had come across Drayton's name somewhere within the material, but it, it really didn't, you know, register with me. And, and I'm a dickhead for that, to be perfectly blunt. And it wasn't until 2009 that I was, uh, I was mentoring a client from the UK. And he said to me, he said, oh, Drake, I was at an event recently and, and Drayton Bird spoke very highly of you. And I was just like, who the fuck is Drayton Bird? <laughs> and he started to fill me in a bit and I felt like an absolute idiot. And then, of course, when I did research, I was like, oh, fuck my bad, you know. <laughs> but... No, I mean, here's the thing, right? Drayton Bird, and this comes from many, many of the greats. Originally, obviously, David Ogilvy, right? Yeah. Ogilvy rated him as the, as the, the top guy in direct response, right? And yeah. Drayton Bird knows more about direct marketing than anyone in the world. Now, of course, Drayton ended up being part of, um, of, his, uh, of his agency, but he's really shaped the copywriting world as most of it, most of us know it, right? Guys like Gary Bensavenga, right? Mm. Um, books prized by him, right? Uh, Clayton Makepeace said this, right? After spending an hour 
with Drayton. So if Clayton's saying this, you know it's got to be bloody yeah. good. You know it's got to be bloody phenomenal. He said, I feel like I've just spent an hour with the Pope. You triggered so many great ideas, confirmed so many closely held beliefs of mine. Now, you know, when Drayton held his last hurrah event, which was his own last full copywriting event in June 2017, there was a video that, that uh, recording of uh, Clayton talking about Drayton and basically saying, look, if it wasn't for you, the likes of myself, Gary Bensavenga, um, Gary Halbert, et cetera, et cetera, we wouldn't be here, mm. right? Pretty big statement to make. So, you know, for people who are serious students of copywriting, uh, it's no shame to not know who Drayton is at this point in your career, but I sure as shit uh, suggest that when you, you know, finish listening to this, you find out because he is literally, he is a living dinosaur, the legend of direct response. I call him the dinosaur of direct response, right? <laughs> and of course, he's still living. He's not done yet. So uh, it was recently that um, I was actually goaded by um, Ed Dale, actually, on might have been one of your posts or um, after Kavanaugh's event. So, hey, Trey, when are we going to do this event in Europe? And because last year when I was at the Gary Halbert Memorial event um, as, as a guest, um, John Carlton, Bon Halbert, Caleb O'Dowd, Ed Dale, who were all there, right, and all there speaking, yeah. obviously, all agreed that if I put some event on in Europe, that they would come, right? And I was mm. like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, trying to find something that the dates fit for everybody was something I thought might not be possible. So after Ed having a little jab at me and me being the Australian like he is, I accepted the <laughs> challenge. And so I messaged all those guys, right, as well as Matt Fury separately. So yeah. look, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Um, Drayton's got an 83rd birthday coming up in late August. What if we wrap an event around to celebrate not just Drayton's 83rd, but, you know, what he's done and what he's been able to achieve in the amount of people's lives he's changed in business and also copywriters with his, I think, about 59 years in this, in this industry. And they all agreed. They're all like, hell yeah, we're in, right? So, um, of course, then I had the twist, well, slash twist, get him drunk, Drayton's arm, to get him to agree, yeah. <laughs> and I happened to be in the UK a couple of weeks ago in London after doing an event, and um, I'd messaged him, and he's like, yeah, I'm a little bit busy right now. Uh, I'm working on my autobiography. And I said, actually, I'm in London. I'm going to come to Bristol. Don't you dare tell me you haven't got time to friggin' eat because you have to eat. So I'm taking you to dinner, and I'm talking about this event. And he's <laughs> like, okay. So... Oh, that's what happened. And, you know, we sit down and um, he, he first starts, he tells me, he tells a story. He goes, I'm maybe a little bit hard of hearing. I'm down to one hearing aid. And he told me a story about when he went to Australia uh, a couple of months after his last hurrah event in 2017. He did a couple of events, I think one in Melbourne and one might have been in New Zealand. And somewhere where he was staying, the person's dog chewed his um his hearing aids right <laughs> and he goes this is just drayton being drayton he goes 
it's a bloody French French bulldog, fucking poof dog, those, right? And just, just kept going like it was nothing. And that's Drayton, you know, he comes out with whatever yeah. he wants to play. And at his age, you know, in between that, there's a lot of gold in terms of, you know, copywriting and advertising yeah. stuff. And so he, he agreed, basically. So that's is sort of where it's all come about. Um, and it's exciting because, and again, you know, this isn't, you know, it's not a pitch, it's letting people know, but I mean, you know, no one, right, as in John Carlton, Bond Halbert, Ed, Caleb, etc., are going to do their usual presentation. They're all working on something completely, you know, of course there'll be some regular stuff they would normally talk about, but they're really digging into doing something that they've never done before, right, out of respect for Drayton. Yeah. Right? And yeah. even, like, I was chasing the boys up last week, said, come on, I need your bias, need the bullet points, the copy's been worked on. And bloody John Carlton's like, oh, I need another week at least. You know, it's like, anyone taking the bullets, mate? You know, so he's taking it pretty serious. So, you know, it's and, and even on the, the, you know, some of the bonus stuff and the VIP stuff, I said, look, I want something that's either never been released before, never been seen, or something that only... A, a selection of your your top clients have got and they're all pretty much have agreed to that so it's going to be quite epic and um you know the likes of uh, of of john uh, he's never spoken in europe john carlton so that's a, yeah. a feat that's get him out of the us matt fury has never spoken on anything you know money making related um in europe either he did do i think um and matt you know don't kill me if i get this wrong but i think he might have done an event Last time, 2002, more on his wrestling and on that type of thing, but nothing about, you know, email copy and stuff. So yeah. it is quite um, an interesting aspect for anyone that follows any of those guys to, to want to know about it. So I'm excited for putting it on, stressed, but, you know, that's normal. <laughs> and, um, you know, and obviously you, you know, obviously invited you to speak because, A, yes, um, you are the last... Uh, copywriter that I that I mentored privately one to one before doing it all via you know via Skype slash Zoom. Yeah. And you know, the story your story has unfolded beautifully and I you know I enjoy sitting back and watching that and looking at where you are now. And of course I don't take the credit for that. I mean I definitely mentored you, but you are the one that did the work, right? You are the one that when you you met people, right, you built relationships and, and continued on those which opened other doors. So, and then of course, you know, I've got Pauline speaking as well, Pauline yeah, London, yeah. and, you know, a former, former protege and, and doing great things. And, you know, YouTube, YouTube, I was going to say guys, but YouTube is, it deserves to be on that stage like everybody else. But, mm. um, you know, it's um, the amount of information that, that will get shared. Um, you know, a lot of people I think would want to be a fly in the wall because it won't happen again. There's just no way this event could happen again. No, it's not going to be an 84th birthday event. No, I, <laughs> trust me, getting 83rd is a push, right? And you're not going to do all this all over again next year either. No, no. I mean, it's, um, you know, this, the event being done this way and with what's being plan for you know the, the birthday bash alone i mean i, I mm. checked the venue out yesterday and um you know it's it's you know you're gonna be, you're gonna be in poland now you know polish people i've been to a few polish weddings and the first time i 
you know, I got so, so drunk on vodka, I, the right toe cracker got caught in concrete. <laughs> but just over six foot down, I went on my face, right? <laughs> Smashed two teeth off, uh-huh. uh, black, black eye, five stitches in the lip, cracked three ribs. And then two weeks later, woke up from a small uh, brain bleed. So it was a very memorable wedding, but hey, at least I bloody woke up. Um, so I know that they like to drink, but, you know, at the birthday bash alone, you know, there's open bar for eight hours. Wow. <laughs> you know, so it'll give you some idea. And I know the food menu that's coming and it'll be, it'll be quite the party, you know. Mm. And then, of course, there'll be a um, small amount of VIP spots available for people on the, on, the, on the last day. Yeah, yeah, the VIP, they'll be really special as well. Um, <clears throat> something that's always fascinated me that, uh, um, that you've been really good at is uh, building these relationships. And you just touched on that, um, briefly then, cause you know, something that I've really focused on, like, like for me, you know, building these relationships has been just as important as, uh, as, you know, getting, uh, n- learning my coffee chops, you know, knowing the right people, uh, has opened a lot of doors, uh, um, as just as much as as any winning campaigns that I've written. Now, how have yeah. you gone? How have you gone about that? Have you gone about that consciously trying to network and and meet as many people, or or is it just something that sort of evolved more naturally? Look, for me, it, it's just been the way I've been pretty much my whole life. Um, I've always, you know, I mean, okay, going back to childhood, you know, you, my parents, you know, definitely. I don't say bashed into me, but drilled into me about, yeah. you know, having manners and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Right. In my banking days, you know, when I was a, a, you know, wanker banker, right. You had to have relationships with your clients and, and yeah. like, and see, and, you know, had a lot of sort of networking functions in those regards. And, um, you know, before I changed in the copywriting side of it, uh, one of my biggest clients when I was up in uh, Cairns in far North Queensland, was uh, they were a $10 million account and there was sort of two couples, you know, two married couples, which had hotels, hotel, childcare centers, luxury apartments, you, you name it. Right. And now they were very well connected. Right. And yeah. I would be Frank, right. One of the partners, even though it was four, Frank was, Frank was like the godfather. Yeah. Right. He would insist that I was there every day for coffee, right? And at least three times a week for lunch. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm the, the two I see, second in charge of the business banking center, leading it. My team was about nine, nine staff of lending officers below me, right? And then, you know, we used to do about 150 to $200 million a year in, in loan approvals, yet here's me almost half the week out of the office. Wow. Right, because the relationship I had with Frank bought in so much business, especially mm. over those lunches, because he generally always had some important guest that was there or a friend drop in. Now, one guy in particular, I mean, I'm sure you'd remember Nanda Pasta. Yeah. Right. Well, one of the guys was a guy called Rupti Pasquale. Now, the, the De Pasquale brothers, they start, they were the company that sold Nanda to Italy, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, guys like Ralph and then, of course, you know, like-minded people, um, other people that were like, hey, Trevor's our bank manager, boom, boom, boom. 
and I'd get to write business that way, right? So that was probably where in my banking career, that, that side of it, I really understood it more than any other time in my life. And then in the, the copywriting world, I've always believed in just building a relationship. And whether it's with a, a potential new client or just someone that you can have a relationship with where you might be able to refer business to them and vice versa, even though you mightn't actually do business together. So, you know, I call it uh, my building the emotional bank account deposit, right? The very yeah. first time you meet somebody. And it might mean that you might never do business with them personally, right? But mm. it might be that they might refer someone or vice versa. Or you might do business two years down the track, three years down the track, five years down the track, who knows when, right? Yeah. But I've always been conscious of that. And really, it was when um, I gave that little presentation at Mind Valley last year, which is what, probably April when you, st when you were still there, yeah, where like one, yeah. one of the ladies in the room asked me about, you know, what do you think, why do you think you've had so much success? And it was pretty simple, although I'd never really thought of it, right? But the answer yeah. was there, asked a question, that's, it was, it's all about relationships, right? And had I not had the relationship that I had with Ed Dale and, you know, the other guys, um, you know, getting him to even agree to do this event, I doubt would have happened, right? And even with yeah. Drayton, you know, after eight years of sort of really knowing who he is in the copywriting world, um, you know, we've then built a pretty good relationship and then to the point where when he did have his last hurrah, of all the copywriters in the world he could ask to speak, I was the only one and I've, I was felt very honoured and privileged back then and I still do now and I always will. But had we not built the relationship we had, right, I doubt that that would have been the case. Yeah. Right. You, you know, from what I've seen, right, and this is what I, you know, what I like watching and Pauline's the same as well, is that you are building relationships, right? And, you know, it's not just... Not just a relationship, right? It might be, you know, people from years ago that you go, you know what? I've neglected that relationship, you know, because Some, mm. sometimes it happens, right? Mm. So you go back and you nurture it again. But yeah. it, it's critical for me. Relationship is is absolutely the the number one reason I'm where I am today. Yeah, it's really interesting because uh, um, it's been a focus uh, uh, of mine the last... Uh, well, I guess overall, but I've really focused in the last few years, especially um, uh, lately, um, as as uh, as another way to really grow your uh, business as a copywriter. I mean, as uh, many of the people listening to this podcast will will know, um, may have even met me at the the TNC uh, uh, seminar that we just had in San Diego, uh, TNC two thousand and nineteen, and um, one of the main things that I, that I set out to do there was just uh, uh, meet as many people as I can. You know, I think I sat through about uh, about one entire session, which I think was Todd Brown's, and uh, the others I hung up, hung about a bit. But uh, but I was mostly out meeting people. You know, I was, I was hanging out with Bond Halbert every day, and and uh, uh, one of, one of the days uh, it's a really funny story. Um, do you remember that that picture I posted where it's got me, Ed Dale, John Benson, and uh, yep. Bond, and Rich Sheffrin and Fernando Cruz. Um, uh, we turned up to the event one morning and, and, uh, 
and uh, one of the people who is on the uh, um, ad skills team said, uh, Fernando Cruz is, is here. Um, and I said, yeah, I jumped right on that. You know, I definitely want to meet him because uh, for those who are not familiar with him, he's, he writes for one of the Agora companies and, and his webinars that he writes tend to do about $25 million in sales um, per webinar. So um, he was somebody I definitely wanted to meet. And uh, it was about 9.30 in the morning and, and uh, someone said, oh, he, he's going to be at the bar drinking Moscow Mules. And I thought, oh, 9.30 in the morning, it's drinking, drinking at, uh, at TNC. That's, that, that's, that's the life of a copywriter, you know. So we went up to the bar and, and uh, sure enough, there he is, orange drink in hand. Um, and uh, uh, we ended up meeting and uh, I invited him on the podcast. And, and uh, that's how that photo came about because we ended up all uh, talking, talking strategy. And, and, you know, it's got like me with some, with some of the best copywriters of all time in, in the one photo. So that was, that was a really, uh, how that really cool photo came about. But, uh, um, but yeah, that's what I set out to do at that whole event. That's why I traveled, uh, you know, 16 hours across the road, not to sit in the room and learn, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, how to run a webinar. I, I, traveled over there, you know, to, to meet all these people in the flesh. Yeah. And that's, that's brilliant. You know, and here's the thing, right? A lot of guys like, like, what's his name? Is it Fernando? Fernando Cruz, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Fernando Bond, you know, Matt Fury's a, a, another one is where they can smell bullshit a mile away. And if someone's just got an agenda, right? Yeah, so literally, yeah. there's something I taught Fury about pissing in your pocket, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good saying. <laughs> they're trying to milk your brains. Yeah. Right? And they can also spot genuine people, mm. right? And so you're just being yourself, but obviously, yes, you have, you have something to offer, right? But you've built a relationship and who knows where that relationship will go. Yeah. Right. And, and what's interesting is um, uh, probably three, four months ago now, I was on a call with, with um, somebody, right? With a, with a, a client and um, they were wanting to, to pick up some, a couple of media buying clients right yeah and instantly i thought of two people like bangwar on the call so yeah. you know it's like going to my facebook rolodex basically yeah, yeah i sent a a message and i sent person b a message right and said boom 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 uh, you probably got media buyers in place but you should talk to this guy because of xyz okay yeah. track record yeah. uh person a spends around four hundred thousand a month on media buying uh, person B around half a million. Yeah. Both people became my client's clients. Mm. Right? How was I able to do that? Relationships. Yeah. Right? Simple as that. Yeah. This is, uh, um, this is really cool because it's one of the forgotten parts of being a copywriter. I mean, this is why I left uh, um, Australia because I was just working from home um, in that cold spare room. I didn't know that many people in Adelaide, certainly not that many people in the business. Um, I could have moved to the East coast of Australia, but, uh, but, uh, opportunities came up overseas and including, uh, Mind Valley and another big company. So, um, that's what I ended up doing, but I just wanted to start networking with these people. So they actually know who I am. And I mean, like to continue the story from, from TNC, the most important part that I, I didn't uh, even cover was the fact that I, uh, I picked up one big retainer client and I picked up a, a, a bunch of 
of smaller uh, gigs as well. And and like you said, you know, who knows where the other relationships will go? So, um, uh, you know, it, it's it's really fascinating and profitable. Yeah. Oh, look, totally. And you know, I, I think if if people just got that aspect more, instead of being you know, having that sort of taker mentality. Yeah. Right? Instead of, you know, meeting someone, whether it's, you know, whether it's someone they look up to or not, because let's face it, yeah, everybody, you know, subject to their hands to working, everyone takes a shit and wipes their own ass. Yeah. Uh, so we're all the same, right, in reality. Right. So some, a lot of people are nervous to go and talk to somebody because of, you know, they have that, well, he or she's up here and I'm down here. So they, they talk yeah. to themselves building any sort of relationship. <clears throat> yeah. um, you know, I'm just myself. I'm the same person in the morning. I'm the same person at an event. I'm the same person in the bar, mm. right? Whether it's at an event or whatever, you know? And I know that like, for example, when I go to, to any event that I'm speaking at, if I'm, you know, a guest speaker at someone's event of course i'm not offering copywriting services at the event but i always pick up copywriting projects yeah right why because the relationships are built there right with people whether it's other speakers or audience off stage and outside of the seminar yeah yeah true so um, yeah, and that happens whether you, you pitch or not. I mean, I always get uh, um, every speaking gig that I do, I always get uh, um, people asking me about uh, copywriting and stuff. And and uh, while I'm having to you know, pretty much start an agency to keep up with the demand, you know, um, it's 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 a really good way. Even even the events where you don't pitch, um, yeah, you, know, you still get pick up work from that. Yeah, look, totally. Um... So yeah, it's definitely a big one. I mean, I'll, and I'll sort of, I know, you know, I'll talk more on that even at, at the event here in uh, in August, because, you know, it's um, going going to events, your live events, you know, yes, you go and you learn, you know, the old scenario if you just, you know, pick up one nugget from a speaker, you know, it's worth the investment alone, which is true, but mm. it's the relationships, right? And yeah. that's why, you know, like when the, the VIP stuff where they get that sort of one-on-one -on -one time, right, mm. with, the, with the speakers and, of course, they, they invest more for that, you know, those people will generally get more out of it than others. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, you would have seen this. I mean, it wasn't Andy, Andy Husong. You, you would have met Andy at, at yeah, TNC. Yeah, I think I met him, yeah, yeah. Right, I think Andy made some post after he got back. It's like he'd never attended one of the sessions. You know, it was all about the <laughs> relationships and yeah, the network. I, yeah, I went to like one, so yeah. You know, so it's invaluable. And if anyone listens to this and just, if they're not getting that, you know, look in the mirror and, you know, maybe smack the mirror once or twice because clearly <laughs> you know, you've, got, you've got an issue in understanding. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a good distinction to make about not pissing in people's pockets. You know, that's the, the Aussie saying of where someone, where you're just going up to people and trying to, you know, uh, um, see how much you can take from them. You've got to be genuine and, and uh, not just take, 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 but, uh, but it's got to be a proper relationship. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, um, yeah, the event's going to be really interesting. And if, and if anyone's, uh, um, like, serious about learning copy, um, they should definitely go to it. Um, so uh, you're going to announce this in your Facebook group? Yeah, like, I will first. The, the, the copy's probably not going to be live for another week and a half or so, depending on when, you know, I get the rest of the, the info I need, although the, the main draft has been written. So... Yeah, in my group, uh, Beers, Bourbon and Business uh, is where the pre-announcement will go. Uh, I mean, I've already sold, I've already sold six, six seats though, and that six VIPs gone without a sales letter. And yeah, I've got yeah. a list of probably close to 40 or 50 people on that pre-announcement list, you know, of which there's, you know, quite a few I know are definitely going, waiting, just waiting. So that's where I'll announce first and then the other speakers will, promote the hell out of it so yeah. isn't it interesting that the first six seats that you sold are all been vips uh yeah um well interesting yes uh, but in some ways no because um when uh, when drayton had his last hurrah event back in uh, june 2017 i i worked out that the vip offer uh, when we we're working on the, the sales copy for his event and you know that was a thousand pound extra, right? For the yeah. VIP, yeah. Plus, have dinner with Drayton and I, and they went first. Yeah, right. One snapped up. They went so quickly with so many requests that I had to come up with a a drop down a drop down VIP offer and call it the golden ticket. Nice, six hundred and ninety seven pounds. And guess what? They sold out. Sold out. And then Drayton got dragged kicking and screaming to do a, you know, a one day event last year. And one of his clients that said to me, he's got, he's got more comebacks than the Rolling Stones. Right? <laughs> um, he, he, he was telling me when we had dinner a couple of weeks ago, he said, yeah, I used that again. And I, the, the, the 10 to a thousand pounds went. So again, when people understand the importance of really what an event is where they, yeah. they want to, Way, but they really want to get the VIP stuff. Um, I'm not surprised that they go quickly, right? I think with this, I'm going to have more people wanting VIP than I can handle have VIPs. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, what what I what I really meant was, you know, um, like the people who are you know, early adopters and, and fast acting, you know, they're always going to get the VIP anyway. They're not going to just get a, a regular ticket. They're smart enough to know the value. Um, that you're presenting yeah. there. So, um, yeah, very smart. So yeah, the, smart uh, yeah. I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> so, the uh, Beers uh, Bourbon and Business Group. Yep. Um, I'll tuck a link uh, on the site here. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, um, I'll chuck a link on geniusesofcopywriting.com. Um, to the group, or you can just search on Facebook, uh, join the group, and and uh, um, that's where the pre-announcement will be. So, um, yeah, that's that's one of the uh, few groups on Facebook that I actually pay any attention to uh, at all. So it's a real good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to obviously everything, and uh, obviously catching up with you and uh, teaching you how to drink because clearly when I've mentioned. <laughs> Bloody clueless, like two pot screamer. But, <laughs> well, I wouldn't um, say that, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere near your 
no, no, in you. I'm not going to try and keep up with you again. I made, I made that mistake once before. We had some uh, fun nights at, at the at the Winking Judge in uh, in Vancouver, which uh, I can remember a, a good portion portion of the night. But when I when I tried to match pace with you, you know, I was I was clearly out of my league. Well, clearly you, you you've now learned to quit while you're behind, unlike <laughs> back then where you're trying to put your fantasies ahead of your capabilities, and that's okay. But um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a cracker, especially. I mean, I'm just I can imagine the carnage after eight hours of an open bar of beer, wine, rum, yeah. Polish this, vodka, whiskey. I think this, this will be the last hurrah for that pub as well, because they won't be able to afford to stay in business with, with after eight hours of of, uh, of having you there. So, I mean, that, that, well, it is. Yeah. They, 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 they counter for that stuff, but I was like, okay, eight <laughs> hours. I thought it was, I was told three initially. No, 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 we eight hours. It's like, okay, lock that. <laughs> I'll take the deluxe booze package, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll think I'll do a few hours and go home to the hotel and have a sleep for a couple of hours and come back with a second wind. <laughs> you know, I think once you leave, though, there's no re-entry. That'll be a rule. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. I'll get a stamp <laughs> on my hand. Sounds fair. All right. Thanks for that, Trev. So, yeah, anyone listening to this, um, uh, uh, especially if you're smart enough to want to go to this event, go and join the group bit. Beers, bourbon, and business. So I'll chuck a link on the on the site on the page at geniusesofcopywriting.com. Um, that'll be up pretty soon. Uh, and uh, make sure you join the group. There's a few rules to um, uh, as you apply, but uh, but definitely pay attention to that and watch out for the pre-announcement for the event and follow Trevor as well. Because, uh, like I said, Trevor was the person I consider uh, to be my uh, first and greatest copywriting mentor for copywriting per, uh, pure and simple. Um, uh, I've, got, I've got a lot of that out of what we've worked together and studying his stuff over the years. I've bought a few of his courses and that. So um, uh, yeah, definitely follow him for uh, copywriting. This group is, is a great re copywriting resource as well. All right, cheers for that. You've even modeled my hairstyle, so. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, eventually, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just gotta get Ed down now. Yeah, yeah, Ed, Ed's on the way. I, I think by the by the time the the end of the event comes around, especially after eight hours in the pub, you know, um, we can probably get it done. He'll probably shave his head for him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He might he might not be conscious at the time. I don't know if he drinks. Does he drink? Um, I'm not sure. He's from Victoria, so probably not too much. Oh, okay, right? yeah, uh, that, that's too bad. We we we, we, not, we already know Bond will be having having cokes and and juice and stuff, so. Um, but uh, Ed, we can probably we can probably corrupt him pretty easily. I'll see if I can get Mr. John Carlton to drink his Guinness out of a straw again, like I did in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, so I do have a photograph, by the way. It's always black mark for the future. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah that's, that's always good. Thanks, Shay. Have a good one. And, uh, mentioning the, obviously the event and the group, and uh, it was yeah. always a pleasure to yeah. you. And now I just get to sit back and watch what you do with it, which is yeah. uh, I get load. Yeah, appreciate that. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks, mate. You too. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.